Surprise, kids. Anyway, 23 and me. No, but that's all I got to say. And me. And me. Man, I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Took me a second there. (laughs) They were still here. Mm -hmm. And Scott was hanging out, too. And it was just a party. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bros, Bibles, and Beers, episode 164. This is Jeff. Zach, how's it going? Semicolons. They just don't go all the way. <laughs> no, they don't. Andy, how are you? Oh, you threw me a curveball. I know. I said no beers, but now I have beers. And Scott, go. Do we keep that? Why not? I don't know. I don't know when you started. You caught me off guard for sure. That's the whole point. Well, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Once again, everybody, Scott is... MIA. He, yeah, he's MIA. He's AWOL. But really, he is at home this time. Uh, Quote, unquote, oh, guys, could you Skype me in? Because I'm still at home. I'm like, how long have you been home? How, How hard is it to actually communicate and... And get in your truck and mosey on down to the podcast that you're actually a part of. So, Scott, I'm calling you out right now. You're a douchebag. And listeners, why don't you feel free to tweet at us and we'll make sure that Scott gets it. You can call Scott out as well because if you've been missing his voice on the podcast, then you have the uh, listener duty to um, invoke change. I thought you were going to say rock that booty and yeah. make it rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> you got the duty. I was going to say you could just duty to on rock Scott. that booty. Oh, I, actually, I think it's please that booty. I'm thinking of Shaft. You guys ever see Shaft? It's my Shaft. duty to, to please, please that, that booty. booty. I think oh. that's what he says. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Well, there's our cold open. You guys are on, <laughs> on fire. Uh, speaking of on fire, this is not a segue at all. Uh, what do we have in our glasses today? Compliments of Jeff. Pliny the Elder. Yeah, once again, Pliny the yeah. Elder making another showing today. This is such a good beer. And I can't we, complain. We only get it because we only got it because before we start, I turn and look at Jeff and he's about to drink out of the bottle with his actual mouth. Like an animal. Like an animal. <laughs> like a savage. Even my dog was looking at you like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ranger looks up. Can you believe this bitch? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pour that into a bowl. A bitch, you mean female dog? Yeah. yeah. I'm identifying as a female dog. Re- referring tonight. to you. That makes yes. sense. Okay. Now, in addition, we have, we're doing Boilermakers technically. Uh, is that what a Boilermaker is? We got some, is this just a standard High West? High West, uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Which is standardly good. Yep. I like the rye too, but it's great. I almost got the rye, but I wasn't sure about it. So. We've got some High West bourbon going with that. We don't have the rye stuff. <laughs> we got the rye stuff. <laughs> Zach. Uh, guys, when you make yourself laugh, it's a problem. I feel like the new kids on the block had never had <laughs> any whiskey stuff. at the point of writing that <laughs> no. song. It was just Cosmos at that point. For it, sure. Or it, maybe Apple Teenies. Uh, easy, for- easy on the teeny, as Zach Braff <laughs> would say in uh, Scrubs. Yeah. Say baby powder. That's about all they had. <laughs> baby powder or children wow well i'm gonna hit this button right now because i have something hot it's it's hot that's some serious feedback that always makes me want to just hop around and get excited and do the twist especially with that dog at the end yeah at bros bibles beer uh is where we were tweeted at by our friend 
Jimmy Pacini. I called it. Jimmy Pacini. And he says, You want to know when I was deceived at Bros Battles Beer? Yeah. Wait, deceived? Yep. Oh, goodness. This is not. This is a couple episodes back. We talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you deceived. Oh, Oh, answering the question. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. How about when Scott (laughs) acted like he was willing to go on a blind date? Or called out when Zach was going to give me an address to send my local beer to. Hashtag still waiting. Oh, dang. And I I admit, Jimmy, I obviously dropped the ball and I I am in and out on social media. If I get a, a mention notification, I will check in. But I just totally spaced on that. So I will get you the address uh, post-haste. Is he going to send us a beer? Yeah, some local beer from uh, your region. He's in uh, Fresno or Sac- not Sacramento, but he's in the central Central Valley? Yeah. Wow, you guys are a-holes. Mm. Yeah, so Scott and I both got called out. And I said I could fix one of those things. Yeah, you can't fix the other you can't one. can't fix Scott. You just... <laughs> Although, why does he worry about Scott's love life? He was going to set his sister oh. and Scott up on a blind date. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Yes. You buried the lead. I that think was Scott, big, that was big business. Big it, business this way was back. pre-Andy's time in this podcast, but BA. it has been, uh, has been mentioned. And I think Scott kind of alluded to it that he dropped the ball, but he felt like they stopped that part of it. But now it sounds like it was all Scott. So, well... No. You know, maybe uh, maybe it's time to rekindle the flame that never was. That's it's, it's not the first. <laughs> that's not the first girl woman that Scott's been set up, and it's just epic fail. I feel like my now, wife set him set him up with her friend, or yeah, her friend, and and he, you know, she's like, I don't know, something's wrong with him. You said girl woman. I feel like that that's going to be the new thing that you have to like qualify. Girl woman. Are you a girl woman or a, like a um, other than a girl woman? A lizard woman? I don't are know you where you're going with that. Like man, girl woman? Are like, you like a man, I said are you a girl, man woman or a girl woman? Oh, okay. Which well, one? She, she, him. Uh, I went with girl and I'm like, well, she's an adult, so. She's a lady woman. <laughs> well, okay. Well, then maybe we can uh, talk to Scott afterwards and we can say if you'd like to be let back on the podcast... You'll need to prove it by sending pics from your date with Jimmy Pacini's <laughs> sister from Fresno. Right. That's right. It was Fresno. You think? Apologize. Okay. Apolog- was it Fresno? Sure. It wasn't Bakersfield. I did was live in Bakersfield. I lived in Fresno for a year, though, so it still you counts. Did. Yeah. I, I get confused because we've had a couple of guests that are from there, too. Uh, uh, Kurt Willems. Kurt Willems was, was Fresno. From Fresno. Yep. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And somebody was Bakersfield, but... Anyways, wow, a lot of hot uh, Central Valley talk. That's that hot Central Valley. Well, yeah, that's redundant. <clears throat> you guys. Yes. Central Valley is hot. Hey, I got a question. All right. How do you guys feel, Jeff and Andy, about your kids dating each other? <laughs> <laughs> is this public knowledge? It is now. Is podcast uh, knowledge. Yeah, it's it's been released into the wild. I think they're okay with it now. Okay. <laughs> now you want to go, Scott, and be like, let's define what has been released and what does wild mean. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <clears throat> Scott would be totally excited about this conversation just because it's not him. It's not him dating. Oh. It's somebody else. And he gets excited about other people dating 
because he's living vicariously through everybody else's lives. And he does he's never one to shy away from giving relationship advice to to married people. <laughs> um or unmarried apparently. And yes. So dear listener, Scott is not married or in a relationship. I remember at one point he So send me like, pictures well, or well, if I got married, <laughs> if I got married, would I would I be able to like would there would there be like things that I I'd be able to do with my wife and I'd be like wow Scott like w- would you have that list of in your vows like y- you will do X Y and Z for me you will clean the dishes and you will iron my shirts and you will iron my Bible to make sure it's perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and I will kill the meat and I will bring it home. Yes. Yes. So our kids are dating. Um, and but, we didn't plan yeah, that. No, we at didn't. All. Uh, which would be weird if we did plan that. Yeah, but it's not even close to that. How did this happen? We we don't know. But Except our, our families hang out, so. I know. And that it kind of worked out the, the coolest way that you would hope it would work out and that they knew each other for like four years and were friends for... Yeah. a long time and right. eventually they are like hey mm, maybe you're more than just a friend did they um is there any truth to the rumor that they both went to a i kissing dating goodbye recovery group <laughs> wait a what where, that's where they met wait a what i it's kiss, a, it's I a kiss. little dated but it's way <laughs> no beyond their <laughs> dated yes uh they are so Jeff, your oldest son. Yes. How old? Christian, he's 16. And your oldest daughter, Andy, is? 14 and a half. I feel like I need to slide the half in you there. You kind of do at this point. Yeah. I mean, definitely, if they make it another It's uh, freshman and sophomore. So yeah. freshman he and sophomore. just turned 16 and got his license. And she'll, be, she'll actually be 15 in July. So. Okay. And I'm very interested in this. Um, if you guys don't mind, I kind of... Wow, Andy this. got a lot, little warning because we had a, a little right. chat yesterday, but Jeff, this is being sprung on you. Um, so <laughs> you have veto power as a fully um, a member in good standing of the fraternity of Bros. Pabbles Beer. Look at Jeff's body language right now. He's I know, closed. He's, he, I he's am closed. Yeah. He's closed off. He's holding on to his, his wrist with his hands in front of him, just like... Well, I've gotten so big this past year, this past <laughs> month, I've really blown oh, hiding, out. Hiding your belly? Trying to hold in my belly. It's, it's like a young teenager insecure about their body. It's just closed off. Totally. And, yeah, totally. So speaking of young teenagers, you guys, um, this this is interesting to me because I do, I, I have a teenage daughter that is a couple years behind or a year and a half behind Andy's and, you know, a couple years more than that behind your son Jeff and so I'm I'm watching you guys and uh hoping to learn from your guys wisdom that you're just steadily accumulating at this point yeah. well yeah we're not coming into yeah. it with wisdom that's for no sure wisdom. This no is wisdom like, here are we like two weeks in at this point as of this recording Maso Manos yeah we're right around in there somewhere around there and it's it is navigating the high seas of like uh yes we can say something no don't say something uh yeah so is it, it is it weird for you guys for lack of a better term uh, we should it, we it, should talk about yeah, after the podcast last week yeah yeah last yeah la- last week can i yeah uh, last week <clears throat> we finished the podcast and i went downstairs and i 
look on the couch and I, so I felt like I didn't recognize the people that were on the couch because it was my son and your daughter, Andy. And they were kind of like snuggled in on each other. They were cuddling. It's legit cuddling. Yeah. And I, I looked and I went, your son had his arm around her. I looked. And my daughter had her head on his like shoulder. I looked. She was nestled. And I said, I didn't even say hi to my son. I said, that, that, that's my son. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I said this out loud. Did you say that? Did you say that? That's my son. You like said that at him? Later, later I found out that he went home and told my wife, his mother, uh, dad was acting weird and just looked at me and said, that's my son. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I also remember that both of us, like we kind of walked in and we weren't, we weren't prepped for it, but they were just watching a movie and like my wife was downstairs too. And we walked by and I think all of us, you, me, and Lindsay looked at each other. Yeah. We all gave each other this look like, what? 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 Like Wide eyed. Yeah. And then what? we did like an emergency huddle yes. in the other room. <laughs> That's right. We kind of, oh, what's going on over here? I don't know. I guess they're okay. This is official. This is legit. They're, they're, they're okay. Do we have a game plan? Is, is this, this our game? This isn't our game. Okay? We're not even in this game. Are we game. okay with this? Yes, we're okay with this. It seems fine. Is it fine? I Do don't I know play coach fine. here? I don't know. Just, all this was done just, just visually. <laughs> yeah. Like contact. 90% visually. There's like, communication going on between the three of their no, brains. But then and literally, whispers on the side. But then literally <laughs> we went in the other room yeah. like, what do we do? It's like, do we do anything? I don't know. Are we okay with this? I'm maybe, <clears throat> I don't know. If Stop I'm not- touching my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Son, get your hands off. <laughs> get out of here. Sick dog, sick. So, yeah. So it's, uh, they're awesome kids and we've had this discussion which was like, yes. you know what, if we didn't, if our families didn't know each other, and we didn't have a background and we didn't know Christian and you didn't know Gwen for, uh, for years, I think that there would be, uh, there would probably be a, a few more roadblocks in the way of things. Not that we're like, you know, taking the safety off of the rifle, so to speak. <laughs> Certainly helps to know. I don't know if that's the right metaphor to <laughs> use here, but I think it might be the perfect metaphor. <laughs> oh, Oh, well, we but, got we got it. Oh, continue. No, no, no. I was just going to say, but yeah. it, it, what, <laughs> what has happened though, is that we've realized that <laughs> we haven't, we maybe have given less uh, thought than, than we would have otherwise. Yeah. It's like, and, it's and, Christian. We know Christian. He's great. He's a Pearson. We know the Pearsons. We love them. They're some of our best friends. Yeah. And Zach. This is going to lead to trouble. Yeah. Well, like we're like, yeah, we we know each other. We're yeah. we're good. We're yeah, yeah we're as good, if right? it removes like the biological yearning <laughs> to create new like, life. Do you, right. Oh no. I mean, if you, rem- I mean, I remember being in high school and having my like a first legit girlfriend, and yeah, I mean, there was ultimate respect for her. And, and honor, I mean, legit honor, like I want to be, you know, I want to be a good person to her and, and let her know that I care. And at the same time, I'm like, you're in high school and you got hormones and you're hold here. (laughs) Sure. Dude, let alone your first girlfriend, let alone. Yeah. I mean, just being in high school, girlfriend or no, and you know how the male body works at that age, like surges of hormones 
at awkward times. Like, well, Andy, Zach's really going for it. All right. Well, sometimes you know, sometimes there's no reason for your your guy to to go for it, but he goes for it. <laughs> it just happens. I, yeah, I I think that the the conversation that Lindsay and I have had has been, hey, this is so early on. They're such great kids, and this relationship is very sweet. Let's help them uh, maintain the sweetness of that relationship. Like, what are the things that we can do to make sure that it stays sweet and sweet and right. and not s- sensual? <laughs> I mean, this. The, I, I'm not making. I'm not really making light. I'm. I am a little bit for levity's sake, but it is pretty heady stuff. Um, this feels like what? the movie Devil's Advocate where Al Pacino plays the devil and he takes his finger and he walks into the church and he sticks his finger in the holy oil and it's oh, like yeah. sizzling. Is Zach, that me? you are, yeah, you You're are Al Pacino. Al Pacino devil style. In my mind, I'm sitting here stroking You're a like, hairless this, cat. This- <laughs> Austin as I plot <laughs> as I plot against you guys. No, for reals though, this what before your kids started dating, um what were your thoughts about conversations related to sex with your kids? Also, what conversations have you had and ha- what has changed since your two kids have started officially dating? I think that I think that conversations down the road, I think that there's a lot more on the um, understanding your emotions side of the of the equation. But <clears throat> your kids, your kids know you've had conversations. They understand on what sex. happens, how they got. They know how they got here, right? I mean, más o menos. Again, but you're you're using words that Spanish. are just. I mean. I use that twice. Sorry, I can't use that phrase anymore. But uh, no, no. The point that I'm trying to make here is not that we won't have that conversation, that direct kind of conversation. But I think at uh, early on, the stages that maybe the conversations don't tend to occur are how do you how do you grow um, an emotionally healthy uh, relationship that has like good balance and good boundaries. We've seen those, we've seen those relationships. Like we remember them from high school. It's the couple that like literally walks together with each other. They're like hands in each other's pockets. And they're like one, like an ad at Walker from star Wars. They're just like trooping around together and they're like stuck. They always win the three legged race at the church. (laughs) They're so good. Gosh, darn it. But the, you know, they're so introspective and so withdrawn that they like start to disassociate from their friends and family and, um, become indistinguishable as individuals. So those, oh, I see where you're going with this. Yeah. So the thing that I'm, I that, never thought about that, that I think is comes far before you ever get to, uh, worrying about the physical side of things is like, will you allow yourself to have an emotionally balanced and healthy relationship that, that is inclusive of your friends is inclusive of your family and doesn't have the two of you just like, Staring longingly Suffocate into each other. Yeah. Staring longingly, longingly into each other's eyes for seven hours. Sorry, that row. was from experience. <laughs> <laughs> I suffocated my junior high girlfriend. May she rest in peace. No. Was, she's still alive. We just hope she sleeps well it, tonight. It was, we were able it was, to revive her. It was the other way around. I'm going to throw her under the bus right now. 
but you know that's 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 the thing and and there's no there's no uh we're not reacting to anything that's wrong like i was saying at the beginning it's like they're great kids this is the beginning of a cool relationship who knows how long it goes very few people stay with the very first person they ever dated so we don't we set zero expectations yeah we know this is not going to (laughs) last or it will and they'll get married as soon as they're both 18 (laughs) like a lot of other good christians because you know don't let uh don't let yourself be inflamed with lust as paul says i think you mean mormon so i got into this so zach i got into this um conversation with my wife about um healthiness of family like you know what i really had a i had a broken family so Nobody was really like my son has confided in my wife. I'm like, what? Like, what's my son coming home and talking to my wife about his like Should he relationship? Not do that? No, Versus but I realized you. how broken my my family was that there was no foundation. Like there was like that wouldn't be something. It wasn't even available. Oh, like that didn't happen for you growing up. Never. Like it. it I actually remember my high school girlfriend confiding in my my mom and my mom and and my mom, like I walked in and my mom was in the middle of telling my girlfriend, well, you know, you just cut him loose then. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and I I think back then I'm like, oh my gosh, like I had a- thanks. Yeah, I had a totally broken family. And so there was nothing like- there was no, there was, that opportunity did not exist. Like the fact that my, my kids have us or, uh, at, as sounding boards, mm. um, and my son feels comfortable enough to talk yeah. to his mom about a girl. I'm like, um, I feel left out. I'm like, Hey, I'm over here. You know, you come talk to dad, you know, <laughs> but he feels comfortable going and talking to his mom and what do i look like it's probably subconscious like i doubt it's like a thing of like i am going to avoid my dad and focus on mom and therefore make my dad feel inadequate as a father (laughs) that's not what's happening um i'm playing it cool with my son like seems like it's working how was the how was the your time (laughs) how was your time did you guys have a good time well there is a little bit of like i'm feel like you're walking on Ice a little bit, like uh, yeah. I, and I'm if, trying not to slip, and I'm trying to get a little bit. Just give me a little bit of information. I don't want to press you because you'll lock up and be like, "Why are you asking so many questions? Leave me alone." Stop being stupid, Dad. I don't want to tell you things. You're gonna tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there is. We, yeah, we're like, I, what was the the way I described it to you yesterday, Zach? Was like, we feel there's there's points where you feel like you're handling the situation with like white gloves because you're just. Uh, yes, we're interested in hearing what you want to say because we want you to share things and be open to share things with us. But we, if we press too hard, then she's like, uh, you guys push too hard. Invasion. Yeah. yeah like invasion. standoff. <laughs> right. Forget it. Like the, you know, the, the Heisman trophy award shows up and she's just like stiff yeah. arming us. Serious. So, uh, yeah. Zach, more questions. <laughs> oh, always. But I, I, anyway, that's, I, it's the beginnings of, uh, you know, new new relationships, and we have no. I have no idea where this is going, and I care, but I'm like, I want to kind of let my son. He's, I mean, he's he's a. 
fantastic kid. So I, I'm like, okay, you know, you kind of figure this out, like how, how this goes. I actually had to step in months ago. He had another relationship. I'm like, do you do realize if you want a girl to realize that you like her, you actually have to kind of follow up and communicate with her. <laughs> but what I realized is he actually didn't quite like this person. So he was kind of naturally ghosting her. And I'm like, man, why didn't I pick up on that? Of course. Like when you like a girl, you're like, you're all in. There's yeah. nothing stopping you. So, and I realized that, you know, I was just, you know, I was giving advice and it wasn't even warranted and he knew what he was doing. He just, I'm like, I think about how stupid that must have sounded. Like, you know, if you if you like her, then you've got to talk to her. Um, he was probably like, I know. Okay, Dad, leave me alone. I can handle this. Yeah, there is this the interesting dynamic of there are very specific things for all of our kids that we remember going through, and we can give them just wisdom gold from our own experience we could give we can hand it to them on a silver platter we have like, it available i have the answer yes. for this forget it, dating dating's included but anything i have the answer that you need yes. right now and it is basically worthless because they need to go through it themselves if you're lucky a little bit of seeds get planted here and there and maybe there's breakthroughs here and there but in general Man, we yes. had to go through it ourselves, and I have a lot of respect for my parents because when you're a parent, you you start to learn like, oh my God, this is why they were so scared shitless so many times because you're like, yeah. I, I could try to control the situation, but that will result in resistance from them, and it might damage the relationship and ruin future communication. I have to let this go and and just kind of watch as they either make it or break it in whatever specific circumstance <laughs> yeah and so. and that is that is the thing that is the navigating uh giving life advice to a to a teenager yeah well, we went camping um this past weekend and they're camping at the base of a hill in anza borrego desert state park and there's this hill that has some pretty sheer rock faces and our kids like to climb and um they went pretty high up to where you see them and they're just little blips on this hillside. And as a kid, I climbed up that same hillside. So I know most of it looks worse than it is when you're on it. But there are parts that are just terrifying to watch your, you know, kids and their friends that are either 13 or less scale that. And you're like, don't, you want to say, don't do that. Don't go and do that. Yeah. But there's this thing. It's like that's how kids grows. Whether it's a literal rock grows. face. What's that? <laughs> that's how they grows. Yeah. Did I Sorry. Have on that? You said t- that's how kids grows. Well, well, I meant yes. I can have the court report. I'm sorry. Okay. No, that it's okay. A, that was a dick no. Move. I deserve no. Not really. I deserve to be called out on so any okay. verbal anything. I, I don't think I've said like. I probably have. Well, that was interesting. Uh, nice, well, no, but uh, I get it. When you're you want to say, "Hey, whoa, 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 be careful! You need to come down." But there's this. Oh my gosh, I've got to let them do this, right? Ah. And they, I yelled at them, and they they came down. I yelled because it was close to dinner time, 
But man, watching him and I asked Aubrey, my oldest, I'm like, hey, that part that's up there, that part right there, pointing to it. And yeah. is that as sheer as it looks? She's like, yeah, that part was that part was pretty steep. And that was the part she was just like charging up oh my and gosh. then slowly working her way down. Whoa. And yes, that's like one little mistake away from... Yeah, you're down, down. You're down below sphincters getting oh like, my God. oh, God, oh, jeez. I will live a little less long because <laughs> yeah. of that weekend. But it's that type of thing is worth it for kids to grow and oh, yeah. test themselves and see what they're made of. And they're also more agile than we give them credit for. Well, I'm glad I trusted my daughter with you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your youngest was so high up. Even uh, my brother-in-law, Rusty, uh, who has provided us with Bell's beer in the past. Hi, Rusty. Uh, he's like, is Andy okay with Lila being up that high? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I'm like, I think they would let her do that, but yeah. it's almost dinner time. Let's call him. Well, and that's the sweet spot of like living in close proximity and just merging all of our families together in these like, you know, all these life experiences is that we all in general kind of parent our kids pretty similarly and so we can kind of guess and trust each other and go all right you know you make sure my kid comes back mostly in one piece so it's good mostly yeah. mostly in one piece mostly well, zach i did whisper that i had a, you had just more a little bit more and that was uh. on this where <clears throat> i uh well my wife was contacting uh christian and uh he was with andy's daughter yeah and they had walked to the park and nobody was answering the phone. And uh, mm-hmm. Tanya called again and she's like, nobody's Christian's not answering the phone. I'm like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm fine. And she's like, why isn't he answering the phone? Is something wrong? I'm like, nothing, nothing's wrong. <laughs> they're, they're definitely making out. They're not answering the phone. They're making know. out. I'm not ready for this. I don't don't know but like is this okay by the way like i I sprung this on you guys no i think it's fine i I think think we're we're not divulging anything too sacred i i think what you what you get to hear is like two parents who are there's like trying to figure out yeah and there's how do you do this with your kids having first real relationships how can you have the tension of worry and make it healthy and it's not worry because you're worried about them being good kids. It's, yeah. It's worry of like, well, like you were saying, Zach, we've all been that age and had hormones and been now all of a sudden you're crazy attracted to another person. And like, what do you do with that? And and it shows up in physical ways, but it shows up in lots of emotional ways. And so- Zach, I love you. Uh, so hard. Hard or so hard? <laughs> so hard. <laughs> oh, man. So that's that's the thing that I want them, I want the, the most for them is to be able to like understand and, and figure out that like, because they've, because they've paced things so well up until this point, known each other for years, took months of kind of like a little more focused communication of like, Oh, I might be interested in you. You might be interested in me, that kind of thing. Um, it, you know, in many ways it's like the, it's like the ideal It's how you would hope to have your kids. Right. Start, uh, a relationship. That was unexpected. Yes. And everyone's, uh, we're, we're all kind of different. Um, you're well, tall. I'm short. Yeah. I'm tall. Andy's most tall. He's <laughs> 
<laughs> so tall. These tall. are the differences between us, you know. Other than that, everything's. <laughs> Wait a second. Andy said tall. He pointed himself. So tall. So tall. He pointed you and said tall. He looked over at me. He was like, yeah, whatever. It was like <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Roly Poly. Not so tall. <laughs> He just held. He, actually, Andy has a clipboard that he's he's just written down SMH, and he just holds it up, <laughs> shaking my head. He looked at you and was like SMH. Now, thank you. Um, we are. What was I going to say? It was definitely related to sex. We're all. You said more? we're all the same, y'all. There's yeah. You said some. You were about to say we're in, in we're relation all the to same. parenting. We're we're, there, we're we're kind of in similar spots. Um, oh, it's it's here. It's yeah. on the tip of my brain tongue. Isn't that weird though? When you think about it, if you're, I know we've all had it, but when you can't remember something brain you were tongues. going to say, but then there's like a portion of your brain that's like, oh yeah, it's coming, it's there, it's waiting, Wait and you it. recognize it. that yeah. it is there, but yet it's not there. You're I just, got something on my mind, Grace. <laughs> it's just whizzing by. You're like you talked about sexual stuff. And you're yeah. like you said sex, and then well, then it disappeared. Every episode would be about sexual stuff if yeah. you guys would let it, but you won't because you're mean, repressive. It was there and it was gone. It goes so fast for you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, are we well talking done. about sexual stuff? Uh, yeah. Um, oh, just being honest with your kid, like Andy said, we're all learning to navigate this together. That is a parenting win. And maybe we would differ, but I know I've had some of the best conversations with my kids through as they're growing up when they're struggling with shame or something they did wrong or they're down on themselves or they got in, they got in trouble and mom and dad, um, you know, however you'd say it came down on them or, or they reprimanded, got trouble, them. reprimanded. And then you having the, the kind of the, uh, the post-op appointment on that. But just talk, sharing ways in which we have failed, or if we make a mistake, apologizing and, and asking for forgiveness. And in that same vein, it could, it could be helpful and will be helpful as you guys navigate this. I'm not telling you guys, but I'm just throwing it out there for you, you to comment. Uh, as you have these conversations with your kids that can be awkward, like just the recognition, like, look, We've never parented. We've been through what you're going through now, but we've never parented this specific situation. So we're kind of making the path as we walk here too. And right. almost that vulnerability and honesty can be a connection point that I think scores points and adds to the uh, authenticity boost. It can be. I did something like that and it, it garnered me an eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, cue, cue the price is yeah, wrong i was like hey i don't know uh i'll be honest i haven't thought through this your mom and i haven't talked about this so just blah 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 and returns with really eye roll <laughs> so i tiny uh, so then jeff what do you the, think about what i yeah. just said <laughs> my, my wife and i That's talked about this and i'm like you know what i think the problem is in in the in actually your court andy because I thought if this was my girls, yeah. I would be on high alert. But if it was ooh, ooh, somebody, that's good. Let's talk about why because, after you finish. Well, one, well, one, I don't. So it's very different when it's a family that you're familiar with and yes. you know your kids are familiar. Yes. Like they have been hanging out for a while. And um, anybody else want a beer? <sighs> Well, bring things back. Okay. Andy's on a diet. I'm on a diet. Bring beers back. 
I think there's a Citraholic or something in the yeah, little fridge. There is. Um, I, I think about my girls and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have some serious problems as a father holding my curiosity and tongue and wanting to know, like, I'm going to kind of beat around the bush a lot. And I'm like, so how did the, you know, maybe we can split, maybe we can like split some of this. Oh, that's good. Um, What do we have? Hold on. We got Citraholic from Beachwood IPA. And the Pint Whacker. What's this from? Brewery X. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Brewery X. I just discovered Brewery X at uh, Ballpark Pizza. Pint Whacker. This so feels if like if anybody a, wants to pour some of that in there, I'll hand this to Andy. This feels like secret sin. <laughs> <laughs> anybody that, have any uh, secret anyway, sin to confess to? Uh, uh, yeah, so, so Zach, I was just mentioning with my girls, it's it's very different. I foresee a little more no, like I, curiosity, I a little digging, a little wanting to know, and and with my boy, I'm like. One, he's my firstborn. He's super responsible. He's a sweet kid. He's an athletic he's kid. kid. He's a good academic kid. He, he, you know, he's a mentor to his siblings. Even though they, my second hates his guts because she wants she's fighting for supremacy. Um, but, you know what though? Can I give you a, a little, uh, slightly different opinion on that sure. from an outside perspective? Yes. I think that their relationship is actually really cool and it's brought up a lot. My daughter mentions it how they have an actually really cool relationship your Christian and and uh Kendall. When it's just the two of them, yeah. when it's just my two oldest together, yeah. They're fantastic. Yeah. You put other things in, you put the other uh, siblings, the younger siblings in and our small little house that we live in. It is World War Three, yeah. and um, and actually, Christian's grown up. He's matured. He's kind of out of he's out of like arguing and whatnot. But um, with uh, yeah, the two oldest, they're good. But my second in line, she is. I mean, she's hardcore, like competitive to the to a fault. I mean, she's somewhat like me in that regard. And, you know, losing is, is like the worst thing. Winning is great. Losing is like the worst possible thing that could happen. And so, yeah, she's, she's a a fighter, but you know, they, yeah, they have, uh, there's a good dynamic there. So, yeah, there is, but see, I just, I still can't even imagine if I was in your shoes, like when my daughter's 14, if she's dating a 16 year old with a car, I'm like, there was my daughter. I'd be like, uh, okay, I'm putting a, a GPS tracker <laughs> with a camera in the car. Well, we have. I mean, I'm joking, but I'm. I'm we not do have joking. GPS trackers. <laughs> we do have those things. Oh, I put Find My Phone all the time. Find My Phone is on. That is clearly on. <laughs> but it, uh, you, you guys are both. You both have your phones open. Uh, Great. Their their dots are really close. Their the dots are like on. It looks top like a single dot. It's, it's one a single dot. dot. What do we do, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> there, there is some of that navigation that happens, but, but to your point, like, uh, Christian is a great kid, and like I said before, if it was anyone else that that we didn't have a relationship with, that we didn't know, right. that we hadn't been around yeah. for years, and we're like, who's this kid? Who's his family? 
then we would be like, mm, uh, we will definitely clamp down much more. Right. And, and be very heavy handed on that. So, right. Um, yeah, Zach doesn't have any, uh, boys, so Lila won't run into that problem. Well, I mean, you know, same sex is always an option. I mean, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd say that in jest, but you know, maybe. Well, I just mean good, Lila's going to get the clamp down. That's a good down. segue to secret sin. Here we go. <laughs> um, there's a lot of, by the way, I feel like there's a lot of girls in our friend group, like kids. Yeah, there are. There's a lot of girls. The girls definitely outpace the boys in population. It's going to be the group. Pearson boys. <laughs> the Pearson. It's like Survivor. It's the Pearson oh my boys. Gosh. <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, if you don't know us, we have this tight nip. Knit. God. <laughs> Come on, nip. <laughs> tight knit. Is that technically a nip slip? <laughs> That kid's other cold open cans a Freudian uh, nip slip. Oh my gosh. Uh Janet Jackson started it. Or was it Justin? Okay, Super Bowl reference. Oh, uh, anyways, that joke was going nowhere, so I'll just abort that. But do you guys have a general um anytime you guys want to jump off this, that's fine. But I think there's a lot of good stuff here because a good portion of our audience is in the the age range of whether they have teenagers or not, they have kids and they're, they're, um, they're, let's just say they're below 50. How about that? Um, do you guys have a, like a, a sexual ethic when it comes to these types of things? Like not specifically, we don't need to be specific about the two that we've been talking about, but just in general, as parents, you know, we grew up kind of in the purity culture era of the aforementioned book, I Kissed Dating Goodbye. And which, which has resulted in uh, mixed results, let's just say. So, well, <laughs> uh, I I will say that this is like when things... I do, yeah, what the, have you been telling your son, Jeff? <laughs> I, I have, I have <laughs> You're not, my firstborn. You I have must not make discussed, another son. I have not discussed anything with my my son about... The, my My wife has... She's read a book with the kids and talked to them about things. And I've sat in every once in a while. But for the most read part... Read a book meaning like, like sex this is as how, biology? This is how, yeah, this is how men and women have... They get married. They have they have sex. And this is how that... What that is. And then a child is born because the... You know, these two things come together. The sperm... But and what the about recreational and, sex? Like recreational drugs? You know, I mean, what do you mean by recreational? No, I have not... Like... I don't... I have not brought that up, and I haven't even thought about it. And I... You're welcome. When a daddy bear loves a mommy bear. <laughs> but I, I will say... They've already got a bunch Zach, of clubs. <laughs> when Zach, Mr. Berenstein bear... Zach, thinking back... You know it's Berenstein. I, I recall now my mom... I was 17. My girlfriend was 15. It is. Um... And my mom was like, I'm going to be gone for the weekend. You guys just take over the house. I'm like, my mom did that on purpose in a very, like, holy crap. My mom was like, I want some grandchildren. Like, I'm not exactly sure what she was doing. Was it like time for you to become a man, Jeff? I don't know. But she's like, you guys can just hang out at the house the whole weekend. I'm like, okay, 
there is at no point where I would be looking at my son or my daughters and being like, hey, just stay here with your boyfriend or girlfriend for the entire weekend. I'm like, uh, I'm not exactly sure when you bring the question up of like, have wait, wait, you wait. had the recreational did you, talk? Did you, did you have your way with the house when she was gone? <laughs> there was an apple pie there. <laughs> Uh, I'm just lucky. I, okay, I'm not even gonna explain this. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm lucky. There's not but more persons. That, yeah. At least that you know of. Uh, hello, ancestry.com. Hello. <laughs> Surprise, kids. Anyway, twenty three and me. No, that's but all I got me. to say. And You're, me. And me. Man, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I took me a second there. <laughs> I had a little more of a uh, open door and no direction. Like I live with my mom, not my dad, and that having, not having that, not having, not having that. Okay, not not having that like foundational family structure. I was kind of like could just kind of do what I wanted to do. Don't forget about me. <laughs> You guys, I mean, if you guys could see this, there's tears of laughter, (laughs) and they're both covering their faces. They're both covering their faces Uh, and tearing up everywhere. Can you imagine if they came out with a commercial for 23 and Me that was like that? It was like it's 23 and Me. Some kid pops out and goes, "And me." Another kid pops out and goes. Me too. <laughs> Stop, you guys giving me the hiccups. I was told there were no ab exercises. Uh, my my glasses are fogging up. That's They're actually the third fogging up. Candidate for a cold open. Time stamp that shit. Uh, what were you saying, Jeff? <laughs> All right. Your mom, man. Your mom was a delight. Oh, your geez, mom's a man. delight. God rest her soul. She. Uh, so it. Anyway, my I, mom is pretty free reign on how my relationship, and I don't know what that free was. Free range too, and you you get a lot of free that. Range. But it sounds like that's one area where I would not set my kids free in the house for a God, weekend. No, um, I definitely wouldn't either. Pretty sure our neighbors set their kids free in the house for a week or so, and we pay the price until like two a.m. in the morning. Jeez. Oh man. Well, I mean, I, I was just, yeah, I was total rebellion in high school. So I just, everything was on the table. And unfortunately, my parents kind of, well, at least my mom, she just, you know, she was a mom. She's like, she thought like just giving me, you know, freedom would, was good for me. And I'm just fortunate that, you know, that worked out. Um, but anyway, it was luck that uh, things didn't go in the wrong direction anyway looking back it's actually a good it's actually a good uh thing to reflect back on it's like okay what not to do and yeah looking forward and having an intact family and a good foundation and good friendships and our our kids see like oh mom and dad love each other and this is this is a good healthy relationship well whatever relationship they see 
is what they see as normal and healthy. Totally. So if we were punching totally. each other, then that would be healthy. But we're like, we have some arguments publicly in front of them. We, you know, they realize, you know, hey, we apologize. We, you know, there's some contrition that happens or <laughs> kind of like public yeah. uh, repentance. Like, oh my gosh, I need to ask for your forgiveness. Or, or if you were distant and disconnected or absent. I mean, if the if the relationship wasn't intact, those things are, are true too. And, and absolutely. And, and a little bit of a segue because we had uh, we had dinner with some mentors of ours, uh, or they'd been mentors of ours in the past uh, last weekend. Oh, did they get demoted? Well, they. Um, it's fair to say that they haven't been our mentors for the past few years. Yeah. Well, maybe that's because you got promoted into like. Yeah, You're, you got peer status. Yeah, they've been staying at the same level twenty nine, and we finally upgraded. <laughs> we were moving up the pyramid. Yeah, yeah, they work for us now. That's right. We're making money off of them. Did he just pull from the spirit of Scott? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Did Did you guys meet together and and get some McDonald? McDonald. We you really got to knock out some consonants. I knocked Get out rid- a D. Eh. But nah. <laughs> hada, 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 hada. Speaking of Wait knock- a second. Wait a second. I do that in my class now. It's fantastic. Hada, hada, hada. I'm like, hada, hada, in the whole class. Hada, 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 hada. I'm like, where's Scott? I got to let him know that he's a champion in we public school. We should explain this. On a guy's trip to Mammoth, we were playing cards all night, every night. And Scott started saying, hold up hold up when he needed time to think. And over time, it just like it evolved or let's just say devolved, devolved into <laughs> like, hold up, 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 hold up. Eventually it's just like, hold up, 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 hold up. It's really from. a whole Game of Thrones thing, to be honest. He is. Is it really? He is, Have you ever seen that? Oh, I've seen. Just you know the parts that my mom would let me watch. Should I should I start? <laughs> should Wait I start a bit, as, as a grown man? You went back and watched Game of Thrones with your mom. Yeah, for Mother's Day. Should uh, I start watching Mother's Day is coming Got. up, guys? Should I start watching Got? Got. Well, there's a uh, character on there. I'm not. Uh, it's a minor spoiler. It's not a big deal. There's a character on there named Hodor, and you don't find oh, out. Hold on, hold on. You don't find out until the end. Until the end of the like series that that's Hodor because he's like it's sure for hold the door <laughs> what <laughs> I'm not even dude but Scott hasn't seen that was he referring to I don't to know anything? it's actually hold, 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 it's actually the door. It's, a, it's a that's an emotional scene actually what? when that happens but, but it's also goofy <laughs> yeah so Scott no. is uh, the Christian Hodor Okay. Some would argue Christian is, you know, relative, but with him. But and he's just know. modern day Hodor. Okay. Scott, hold the door. Hoda. Hoda. Yeah. Where were we, Zach? Hey, Scott, we talk about you more when you're not here. That's true. We'll look forward to your voicemail and response. <laughs> Scott. Anchor.fm <laughs> slash BBBpod. Uh, well, uh, is that right, your mentees, uh, salvific reasoning for um, I'm Scott. Yeah. Salvific is a good word. That's what he says. When you want to let somebody know that you're steep, you're, you're deeply steeped into Christendom salvific. 
Sal Bippic. How's your humor, Nudeger? <laughs> Jeff, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried. I blew it. What's your uh, ethos on ecclesiology, Jeff? You were saying your mentors. This is a good one. For this sure. is a good one. This is a good little story if he's got the whole thing. Yeah. The no, whole nine yards. It was um it was interesting. So when when the reason I mention this is is it's important to take into context your family and and your and your parents and, and the impact that they had on you growing up and and you as an adult and you as an adult parent and all of those things, like whether you like it or not, it's, it's going to add up and it's going to affect you and how you are with your kids. And so, uh, we had, we had an experience where we met our, um, this super close friends who had been mentors to us in the past. And, um, we hadn't seen him in a long time. The wife had cancer and, for a year or two and and covid kind of like dovetailed into that and so she went they had to go into like mega lockdown because she was a very immunocompromised like genuinely because chemotherapy just destroys your immune system right it's yeah. like so she she was in a bad place and um uh, regardless of how you feel about covid like of anyone that's the most dangerous person it, she's she's in the danger group for it so um but uh but but the the interesting thing was so we met with them and and um and so they've they've experienced hardship and they've experienced tragedy and going through that and, and there's been some deaths in the family they're they're um maybe 10 years older than us and and parents are passing away and their their parents are a little older and um, you know, it's, it's in the realm of, you know, possibility and expectation where it's not, it's not crazy that their parents are passing away. If that makes sense. Like, right. yes, we could kind of imagine you're in, you're in like the 70 to 90 range and that's, it, that it happens, it happens there. It's you, hard. It's just, it's less hard. It's, it's justifiable. <laughs> <laughs> For lack of a better term, it, yeah, yeah, it, it is difficult, especially if you're close, and then maybe if you lose your second of two. For yeah. most people, that's both parents. Um, you all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, like right. the thing that brought me in the world and was like my life for so long. Sure. Yeah, is that anchor point's gone? So it, it's tough. Yeah, and so um, there's. There, there's been hardship there in the past few years for sure, and in the same breath, like as we're as we're sitting with them, um, what became apparent was that, that that had been bleeding over more and more into their faith, and um, and it was less of what what I think people describe as like a deconstruction of faith. Um, the deconstruction of faith as I've experienced it with other people tends to mean like it's kind of one of two things. If I'm going to just way oversimplify it, it is um, I'm realizing there's more to my faith than what I was handed. And I haven't, I hadn't taken the time to really dissect it and figure out what I truly believe. And I want to do that. And I want to build it back up. 
And then there's like that's the, a healthy version. That's the healthy version, which is like deconstruction should end with reconstruction of 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 some sort of faith that yeah. is built on on reality. Yeah, it's almost simultaneous. <clears throat> uh, quick side note: we we have a mutual friend that said, "I think I need." Like he was just so calm, having a good conversation on one of these man retreats we've done. Um, he's like. Yeah, I think I need to do some deconstructing. Like it was a very conscious thing. Like I think I have some things I need to like intentionally tear down. Most deconstruction deconstructions are not intentional. It kind of like is thrust upon you from a tragedy or a hardship. Right. And you don't really know how to handle it healthily. He was doing it very healthily as you just described. So, continue. Yeah, regard uh, yeah, you can uh, you can, I think you can put yourself in one of those two categories. The other one is like scorched earth, right? It is, uh, I'm, I'm burning this mother effort down and I'm not interested. <laughs> Zach. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm a hybrid. I'm a hybrid. I've wanted to burn this motherfucker down. I'll say the F word, even though Andy, I I'm, think Andy got ran out all, all out of fucks after the last episode <laughs> with Josh Casey. <laughs> Yes, I'm trying to. I'm yeah. Touché, I'm paying Zach. the price. <laughs> Everybody knows that we have a uh, quota, and I ran out. And Actually, you may have done as many efforts if we've had 164. Did podcasts. you? Now, I was happy to have company because usually it's a stray f bomb from me here or there that gets us the e. Yeah, which makes me think, what does Zach have to do? That? Did your wife listen to that episode yet? With Josh Casey? Uh, not yet. No, she it was not yet. It was funny. Lisa listened yeah. to it and she enjoyed it and she was not complaining. <laughs> okay. But she's like only a few minutes in and she's like, oh my God, Andy is, <laughs> Andy's already super, dropped F word like. Super Cassie. Sorry. Yeah. Wow, you, you know what? It takes us 39 minutes to get I know. there. It was a, uh, maybe I uh, was not pacing myself on my beers. No and... apologies, Andy. No apologies. No, I, I maintain you are a good host. And uh, Josh Joshua Casey is not shy of using some language, and I think you were merging and uh, laying the foundation for a comfortable conversation with with him. So, or I could have just been zoomed out. You should, no, you we do been, not yeah. apologize for things that we say. We'll no, edit that out uh, no. later. So, so uh, let me kind of cut to the chase here. I'm impressed you can get back to what you were talking about after all that. Yeah, I all that, some of that alcohol. Sugar. Andy's corporate. Continue. The <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's where the laugh slowly turns into a cry. <laughs> yeah, like, like, uh, the, I'm so sad. <laughs> that's funny. It's real. Uh, I think what we walked away from that was wow. Um, we the. Lindsay and I as a couple and them as a couple really view and interpret uh, hardship and tragedy in a very, very different way. And, and there was a point where you kind of pause and you ask yourself, like the natural question is, well, have we, have we experienced the same level of hardship as everyone else? Like each person right. has and the, and the comment that you made, yesterday was like this isn't the grief olympics it's yeah. not 
can I can sit here and compare my my tragedy with your tragedy and and only if it's equal then can we then say yes we know how tragedy has affected us or then you're allowed to complain about yours right and you can't complain unless you equal theirs or whatever yeah exactly and so I wish I knew what you guys were talking about well so mm-hmm. the the comparison of tragedy the yeah so like oh, so they, she they had, had harsh, they had she had cancer right um their kids are have made statements like i will never st- set foot inside another christian church my entire life mm-hmm. and being hurt by the church and being hurt by people in the church and turning away from their faith and and those are really hard things was there a specific reason the kids are there or is that too big to unpack here or maybe you can't divulge that no i think the short version of that is like uh there was connections to a church that both of us had been at in in the past that both of us had attended and uh the people in leadership really hurt them and let them down and um and the hard part therefore scorched earth it, it therefore scorched earth because it is a de- like it's a a direct transference of they are a representative of who Jesus is or they're representative of of my faith I've been hurt by them and let down by them it it will impact my my faith and maybe so maybe their faith was in their institution yes or it was so intertwined that they couldn't separate they couldn't it separate it yeah yeah good clarification. And, um, and it was hard because the things that I wanted to respond to them with was, yeah, but you knew this, the, the cards had been on the table for years. There were no surprises about who these people were, like who the leadership was and how they felt and what their beliefs were. And so there's, there was, I, I, I didn't say this. These were all internalized feelings and things that Lindsay and I talked about on the side, but it was. You knew better. You knew better than this. And why would you keep yourself and why would you let your kids stay in this? Like you, you should have pulled out. You should have pulled away. Um, that's a little bit of a side note, but, but the part that I was trying to get to was what do we, how, how do we handle and how do we react when we experience tragedy in our lives? And I know, Zach, you have shared on a couple of times and recently, like in one of the March episodes, you shared uh, about Shane and and the tragedy that that was in your life of losing Shane, your son, Mm -hmm. and and how you and Lisa handled that differently at different times. Right. And how that still today kind of like ebbs and flows. Yeah. Um, And I would say like from an outsider perspective seeing that I think you guys probably handled that in a more healthy way than most. Like I think you've made the statement before that lots of marriages have didn't make it when, when they lost a kid. Most marriages don't most marriages. Yeah. I think it's even, it's either losing a kid or a family tragedy or it might've been David Bullock way back in the day when we had him on talking about kids, uh, parents of special needs kids, mm-hmm, right? Like it was all lumped into. I don't remember yeah. for, if the the death of a child was lumped in with that, but he was talking about like if you have this scenario, it's like an 
Yeah. I don't remember what the percentage was. It was high. I want to say 80%. That might be too high. No, that's... But it was a high number of that's right couples on. that are just like... They don't make it. They don't make it. Especially for first... When it's your first child, it's uh, it's actually... It's, pr- it's much higher. It's like yeah. 95%. Yeah. It's... Uh, yeah. Which you guys... That's what you went through. Um, yeah. I mean, you're... A, very small percentage of people that took tra- something yeah. so tragic that it destroyed a family and you, I'm still, I, you figured out a way to make it. Yeah. I'm speechless. I, it's a miraculous. Uh, so yeah, this miraculous is where you guys thing. prevent me, present me the gold medal for the grief, <laughs> grief Olympics. Is that what's happening right now? I feel like that's what we're leading to. Andy, you brought the trophy, right? <laughs> I'm not even oh, gonna. On the wall, there's a gold guitar. I'll just take that one. I'll take that one. Get your goddamn hands off my guitar. That's a gold American Stratocaster. American Woman. So, uh, well, that was a quick segue. So the 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 question that came up was yes, please distill this to you, a question. You I appreciate those yeah, words for sure. No, you instantly ask yourself, have I have I experience the same level of grief that I could say if I was in their position, I would have done something differently. Right. And, and when we asked ourselves that question on the drive home, the first thing that came to my mind was I like, hate that because I feel like I'm judging those uh, well, you're, in, in some roundabout way. I feel you're, like you're at least comparing. I feel guilty. Right. You're, you're at yeah. least there's some comparison, but, but we do that as humans right. and it's natural. So my, First response is like, okay, well, my sister died. Your best friend died. Both our parents are severely handicapped and have been for most of their lives. My dad, his whole life. And we lost our house in 2010. Like we don't, we're not, we're not short on tragedies. We're not look. we're not, we don't have to go digging for them. And, and what it really came down to is, okay, so who were your parents and how did they treat you to handle the shit in life when things don't work out right? When you are sitting there and going, uh, God, this stuff doesn't make sense. And I don't understand why you would allow these circumstances to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are faced with um, trying to figure out how you deal with that and if you're married and you have a family you're trying to figure out how you're going to maintain your family in the middle of all of that stuff that's going on and so um, your point about this is not the grief Olympics is is really true. It's really important. We all experience different grief, and we experience it in different ways. And uh, and what we landed on was we were so grateful that we had parents who taught us how to handle tragedy and how to handle grief and 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 how to balance that with still believing that Jesus is who he says he is and um 
and that these things are going to happen regardless of how perfectly you play your hand. Right. So, yeah. Where where's that where is that emotion coming from? Uh, a specific scenario. Yeah, Jeff was told there were no tears in this episode. I know, so I know I didn't expect that. Sorry. I uh, love I love that. That hey, can I just say that was good pod? <laughs> Keep going, Jeff. Well, Shh, going. Stop ruining. <laughs> well, that um, you know, the, the most recent hard hard tragedy for us was uh, Lindsay had it was literally her best friend, knew her since college, and she died of a brain aneurysm. Um, when she had a six month old baby, her very first baby. And, uh, and that was one of those that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's almost the flip side of the situation with Shane. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's like the other side of the coin in some ways where young mom doesn't, this makes no sense. It's not supposed to happen. It's not supposed to happen. It's a young mom. And and this is someone who loved loved Jesus was like a shining light in the world and and you could easily ask those questions would, of, would have been an incredible mom to that kid amazing like without a doubt you know and and she was brilliant she was a scientist like sharp and uh and so left a huge a huge hole in lots of people's lives in, in her direct family's life, in Lindsay's life, in our life for sure. And, um, and so that, that is a hard thing to reconcile. That's a hard tragedy to reconcile because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So that's where that emotion comes from. That's part of it for sure. I mean, I, I, I guess I would be lying if it wasn't mixed up with lots of others. I mean, I, my, Youngest sister was born with a really rare chromosome disorder. And so she was physically and mentally retarded um, and like effectively a, like on the level of an infant until she was 22 years old and she passed away. Um, And, and it was a, it was a really, um, it was kind of a, a conflicted moment because there was sadness in her passing away mm-hmm. and there and there is some relief for her in the same moment because it's not living a, a great life. You know, to be 22 years old and in a diaper is not living a great life, mm-hmm. right? And so um, there's... There, there are conflicting emotions there, and that's that's a hard thing. And for my parents, that was a hard thing. Um, uh, and I mean, it was hard if you just think about the like a day to day, right? My mom being in her sixties, taking care of like a full grown right um, infant in many ways, being able to take care of her, and and that was that was challenging and that was difficult. And, and in the same breath, like you can imagine that there's some internal struggle of not wanting to, not wanting to feel that's difficult because what's your problem? You don't have it that bad. You don't have it as bad as she does. Yeah. What are you complaining about? Yeah. Right. 
you know? So at any point in time, you could point to that and go, but I have these feelings and that's frustrating. And, and it's, and it's difficult to take, she's difficult to take care of. It's challenging. There's extra work that needs to be done. There's extra considerations that need to be had. And, um, you can't just hop up and like, let's go grab a drink. Let's go, go out to dinner really quickly. There's no, there is (laughs) no really quickly. And my dad has cerebral palsy. Like, I grew up in a family that there is no really quickly let's go out to do anything. Right. Um, so those are, you know, these are all complications that I grew up with. Yeah. That you become relatively comfortable with. And I say relatively because, you know, we're I'm like most people, like I'm aware that not everybody else's family looks like my family looks like. And it has to, deal with those adjustments that you just make on a daily basis. How do you guys feel about the statement? Not everything happens for a reason, but everything happens. Well, that reminds me of that the, was me exhaling. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you remember Josh in the last podcast quoted J.R. Tolkien mm-hmm. and the quote that he said was, um, I might mess it up a little bit, but he's like, um, it could have been different, but it, it couldn't have been, been better. better. Right. Yeah. And there's, it feels like that's a kindred spirit to the, the statement yeah. that you just made. Yeah. So I was thinking about something as you were talking, Andy, and that was God we so we have an idea of what what we think is normal yeah but i don't i don't think there is a normal i think there's you're either walking in faith or you're not and there are things that occur in families in 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 birth in death in tragedies and I truly feel that God has equipped those individuals with an amazing capacity to model and demonstrate the power of life and love mm-hmm. and compassion and and to show others what it is to be uh, those those characteristics um and i honestly i don't feel like i was built with the capacity to lose a child mm-hmm. it would it would it would end me i now i don't know until i would get there god forbid that would happen but yeah. um i i just there's something in in me that says God's like I'll equip my people to demonstrate the most amazing powerful overcoming uh faithfulness to show to others how incredible this life is that we have to live in the greatest tragedies that happen and I I have su- I feel like I have suffered uh, little uh, compared to others, and there are those that feel like they've suffered much less than I. But then yeah. there are those that suffered so much more, and I 
look at my... May you never make the podium at the Grief Olympics. <laughs> the, the gr- yeah. Like, I look at my my uh, grandparents and, you know, um, and there's struggles and I look beyond that and people that I know and I'm like, I, I don't know how they... I don't think it's for us to understand people's struggles, but to see and ask the question of like, how do they persevere? And if it's in Christ, like, I believe there's something so much greater than this struggle that I'm going through. And I fight with, yeah, I fight together with my, my spouse to get through this and to make a great life and to know that all will at the, in the end, we cross the victory line uh, with Jesus and it is it's something that I so look forward to I mean I'm just I'm imagining that is what it is and I I mean I think about the the stories that you have told Andy and mm-hmm. Zach and I'm I just I'm in a, a little bit of awe of how, how is this possible but only with Jesus at the foundation because if you're relying on the world then it's like yeah. uh, fuck this you know yeah. this is a shit life um look at the hand I was dealt with yeah. but then I look at the the fruits and I'm like there's this is exponential in in power compared to I'm just you know I'll throw my chips and I could care less and yeah uh so all that to say is there's something that I don't think we understand or no, or can truly prove, but we literally walk in faith, and it's what it is that you know that we believe in that it overcomes it all. I I think that the key is community. Um, and if you were playing last week's drinking game tonight, congratulations, <laughs> you can take a drink. <laughs> uh, but so whether the the thought of like how do people do it without god that that at the time like we would have used probably different language um because this this was like 15 years ago when we lost Shane but uh, our language might have changed but it's a similar sentiment and it's it's community and having people around you i don't know how people do it alone yeah like i i would I, I recognize Jeff using the the verbiage. How do people do it without Jesus? Like, and I agree with that, but I think that's like I would just tweak it a little bit for me of like just having people because that's how I think God works in the world is through people. And um, do you believe He puts those people there? Um, I struggle with that, like I because it's somewhat ordained. Yeah. And I, I'm really resistant right now. Guys, you see my hands, they're open. I'm trying to remain open to to what the world brings and how God works. But right now I'm resistant to God, puppet master God, and if you or more generously, like a God that in his benevolent wisdom and ultimate wisdom uh decides that here are some yeah. people that will get you through this because I've se- seen enough people that don't get through things. But you have the option. You have the option of maybe of 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 um, allowing those people in, and some push them away. 
Yeah, maybe everybody handles it differently. Like what's what's amazing in the eighty percent number, whether it's a little lower or whatever, of uh, couples that don't make it when they have a let's just say a challenging uh, situation with a child, whether it's loss or special needs. Um, the fact that people handle it differently, like there's so many variables at play. It's amazing. Um, that I, I do resonate with the, the Gandalf quote and the, not everything happens for a reason, but everything happens. Um, and I feel like there is a little bit of peace for me personally. It's been in recognizing that it's, the happiness is in no is in discovering that there is no happiness if if when i say that i mean like if if you're if you need happiness and you're like searching that and it becomes an idol you're never going to be happy there's always something else to achieve or attain and life is complicated and for our situation in particular and having conversations with my older daughter um, as they learned about, cause Shane was their older brother and they never got to meet him. Um, and it, it's not good or there's a lot of bad and a lot of good that's come from losing a son. And that's how complicated it is. Like, like I would like to have my daughters, Aubrey and Gwen, as well as my son, Shane, without losing Shane it doesn't, things don't lay out the same way. And if you try to make that work, it's a recipe for insanity. If you try to put that in a clean box, it's recipe for insanity. Um, because that's, that's not a reality that is, or that's possible. It, it just is. We lost Shane. I wish we didn't, but we have Aubrey and Gwen and I wouldn't trade that for the world. Uh-huh. And and there's a lot of gray in there and a lot of tension that there there's like contradiction in there because they they don't line up, but it just is. And we might not have survived without community around us. And yes, a large part of that was the church and therefore falls under the Jesus category, mm-hmm. Jeff. It, it it really was that. So well, and I feel like that there's a natural transition, like community in an ideal state takes over where your parents leave off, right? Yeah. Before you have community. Say that one more time. Community takes over where your parents leave off. Okay. So when you are growing up and it the, the major influence and support is from your parents. And then when you leave the nest, uh, it it eventually becomes your community that is there to support you and, and guide you in many ways too and catch you when you fall. And so the, what Lindsay and I gleaned from our, our meeting on Friday was we realized the main, the huge difference that was between us and our older mentors was our parents laid this great foundation you will experience grief in your life. You're going to experience tragedy and loss. It It is inevitable. And they gave us a model for how to live with that, how to deal with that, how, how to accept it and 
moved through it. And our mentors didn't. They didn't have that. Um, their parent, their their parents oh, were they not. They didn't have the capacity. Their parents weren't there. Their parents were not. Uh, they didn't have the the same sort of support from their parents. Whether their parents had gone through divorces, multiple. Actually, both parents had gone through multiple divorces on both sides, and it was messy. So they didn't. They lacked the same the same set of foundations that we had. And that's really like, we just tried to like wind it all the way back. Like, why do we experience these, these things so differently than they do? And why are we able to process them so differently than they can? And that's really what it came down to. Sometimes I think community can step in and help refine that for people. And sometimes it's too late. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, those foundations have been locked in and it's hard to get past that. Yeah. Um, not always. Sometimes it, it does turn out and it's, and it's okay. And people can grow beyond that. And in spite of their parents, like my dad did not have great parents and he, he chose to be different. Um, but that's not always the case. It's, Sometimes, yeah. it's, sometimes that's the exception of where you have a kid who's like, sometimes the hurt people hurt people things kicks probably in more often than not yeah yeah that's that's a that would be a fascinating case study yeah and i know there's probably there's books that have explored that but why one person has shitty parents and they it forges yeah. them in a way that they're like nope this ends with me yeah and i'm gonna make mistakes but that that the I worst part about mistakes. that yeah yeah and then some people continue it on man so to tie it all the way back to the beginning of the the podcast, you know, those are the things that I think we as parents want for our kids, whether it be in their relationships, their romantic relationships, or their friendships, or their life. You want your kids to not to learn from the mistakes that you made so that they don't have to make those same mistakes. And the scary part is like we met to, to bring a call back. It's not going to be you telling them like, here's the key. I'm giving it to you. They're going to, they're going to learn from your mistakes. They're going to, it's by osmosis. It's almost like just by observing, they don't even know they're observing you and your, your wife. Yeah. Possibly. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of like absorption that, that just comes based on like, they, they see what you're doing. Because I know, like directly, when I when I give the best, and let me tell you, audience, the best information to my kids, Oscar award winning. This is gold. I'm giving you gold. <laughs> it is gold. I've even used that. I'm like, I'm giving you gold wisdom. Are you writing this down? But you still need to live it. And so you just, you just got to model it. It comes yeah. sometimes through verbal and direct application, mostly through modeling. And so guess what people, the bad part is it's like once your kids are past a certain age, it's like, uh, the modeling already took hold. Yeah. Right. Not that you can't adjust. It's not finished. I once, I, my third grade teacher I was homeschooled. You guys know this. The audience might not. I was homeschooled until high school. Can you tell? But 
except for third grade. I went to a small Christian school, third grade. You do seem to crave other people. (laughs) (laughs) I will not say her name, but she told us if we hadn't learned. That's your mom. No, no. Third grade teacher. No. Your hopes go until high school. No, this is no, the no. only except year. Except for third grade. If you were oh, listening. Yeah, except for third grade. Welcome to the conversation. I've been drinking a lot, Jeff, <laughs> and I've not been cussing. It's all I can do to keep it together. <laughs> all right, fucker. <That's- laughs> uh, she told me that you couldn't learn if we hadn't learned our left from our right. And me. Or or had, <laughs> if we and you... If and me had not learned their left from the right by a third grade, that you could never learn it. Oh, that was it. You lost your chance. You lost Dish, your chance. Turns out she's not wrong. That was old school. She's right. She's not wrong. I don't know. I didn't know then. I don't know now. Listen, I'm holding it in my hands like left and right. You know, you make the L with your left hand. Even now, I know my left from my right, and I I could tell that Andy doesn't know just based on how he's holding his left and his right up. There are things, bottom line, there are things that stick with us as young kids, and we don't even know it. It's just, it's literally by osmosis and just seeing and soaking that into our brain that we then make certain decisions. And however family was or however we... We learn from that. I mean, there's so much that we don't know that yeah. we do subconsciously. So, or there are like, there are very specific pillar moments in our lives that we hold on to, like key moments that we go, this is a huge event and, and it's a mile marker in my life. And I will, and it le- leaves a lasting impression and I will never forget that. Yeah. But those are rare. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Scott, you could have been a part of this. This was a great conversation. <clears throat> Scott, actually, this is the best input you've had. <laughs> oh, oh. I so appreciate you, Scott. I'm going to act I like I told him he better not take her ribs. I did not warn him, though, about taking her crack. <laughs> What was the? What was Wait, the, none of us know the context uh, of that. Yeah, all right, all I right. clipped that like four years that was ago, a probably. long time ago. It sounds surprisingly good. the The audio quality is surprisingly good. By the way, Josh Casey, if you're listening to the follow up episode, first of all, congratulations. Second of all, our podcast is twice as loud as your podcast. I would just like to say that. And if you need some audio tips, I'm happy to coach you. We had that. I don't know what Josh is using, but initially, I. Before we went to the robust world, new world headquarters of Bros, Babbles, and Beer. And tonight's word is robust. So everybody pick up your glasses and have a drink. Jeff's glasses are all empty. Brewery X. Um, I used GarageBand and yeah. the initial episodes, and you can do great things with that. Uh, there's no no wrong in using GarageBand, but there's this weird option in the settings. Oh wait, is this? I want to go to the bathroom. Is this the part where you guys talk about like yeah, really? If you want to go to the bathroom and think about what you're consuming, go ahead. Okay, thanks. Um, Ooh, in the but bathroom. there's this weird setting that says like uh, export export at full volume. No, yeah. And when you, if you have that clicked, it's quieter. It it. I don't know what it is. I know how to help him. And if he wants to hire me, I can help him. Oh, of course. Um, but it's okay. But I did find that through experience, people complained about the 
volume. The volume of our episodes. Yeah. And when I unchecked the export at full loudness or whatever it was, it d- had the reverse effect. Um, and so that's a fail on their verbiage. Well, podcast listener, go back to episodes 130 or so and then listen a little bit for a few seconds and then fast forward to episodes 160 or so and let us know if you feel like the audio quality is so much better that it makes you engage at a deeper This is not the audio Olympics, emotional, Andy. Everyone knows you win gold level. You win gold at the audio Olympics. We definitely upgraded coming here. Um I take deep pride. However, I don't hate where we were at the time. Um, it comforts me when I hear podcasts with many more listeners than us that sound like garbage. I'm like, Ugh. so it, it turns, it, well, it's, com- it's complicated. That's like life. It's like, oh, they sound like shit and they have so many more downloads than us. Different type of podcasts, but... Um, well, maybe this is the right time for us to determine what we're consuming. But I see that you have something queued up. You've been we'll, ready. We'll edit that out. <laughs> the double take on that. We I don't need know to get, why it does that. I think we need to get a different. We uh, need a different soundboard. We need an app. Yeah, yeah we need a legit yeah. soundboard because we're using Google Drive. That's Google you know, Drive is not the way to do this. Suck it, Google. And that has been your three minutes of podcast production talk. Podcast. Oh, good. Podcast. I'm just back. Thank God you guys are done with that crap. Yeah, that's for the best. All right. All right, boys. Uh, what have you been consuming? I'll start. All right. Uh, I love Jeff. Just like, I don't know. Give me time. I need to buy time. I need, <laughs> I, need to, I need to text Tanya to find out what's the name of the show that we've been watching. <laughs> uh, so still la- Louder Milk. It's been mentioned. Oh, I won't really? go into it again. All right. Um, Did you say that last time? Yeah, that's that's the uh, Jason Suburbishness. Uh, what's his name from Office Space? Jason Lee? No, not different. No, not that's Jason uh, Lee. different guy from who used to be a pro skater. Mall rats. I knew a guy that skated with him when he was a youth. Um, but he's the. It's uh, on Apple TV. No, it's Amazon Prime. He's the dirtbag. Uh, Alcoholics Anonymous Anonymous uh, meeting meeting leader, where he, he uh, he's just a bad guy, dirt okay. bag, but he's right. lovable. The Anyways, lovable dirt bag. You're not talking about Jason Sudeikis. No, Sudeikis. Uh, no. I met him once. He's great. SNL guy. He, I met SNL? him at a Clippers game. He's got that soccer show on Apple Plus. He was with what? Sarah Silverman. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, him and Silver, Sarah, Sarah Silverman. Silverman. We were sitting courtside uh, on a on a couch at a Clippers game and we saw him walk up and I didn't recognize Jason Sudeikis but I recognized Sarah Silverman yeah. I said hey we all went Sarah do you want to join us on the couch and instantly no hesitation she goes oh I'm sorry it's it's covered in cum and feces <laughs> <laughs> like no hesitation and they just kept walking uh, dude, and then love- I went hey that's Jason Sudeikis too yeah oh well Thanks, Sarah Silverman. If you addressed him, he probably would have had something, maybe not similar, but the comic mind where you just instantly yes and there was no hesitation. No hesitation. She just instantly, which made me wonder about the couch. So, well, she the moment she had said that, if you had just been a quick little witty, oh well, then Jason, do you want to join us on the couch? In case uh, 
your lady is not interested, the uh, offer is open. We might have just made BBB Pod history. I don't think we've ever said come uh, before. Well, I'm quoting Sarah Silverman. But well, the word come. Andy's just back-to-back podcast oh, here, really man. knocking it out of the park. This is a quote, though. I'm just quoting Sarah Silverman. No, I get Say it. that to me at a Clippers I game. I get it, Andy. Some say, and then you get to say whatever you want. <laughs> Some say. I'm with Sarah Silverman. Son. <laughs> with all due respect, Zach, you're an asshole. All right. Here, and me. Yeah. And me. And me. I have been consuming. There's We're really a- finishing on a flurry here. I know. I actually have to go pick up my daughter. Uh, but here we go. Me. I've been consuming. <laughs> Can you just imagine? It's like, dude, promiscuous dude that's been everywhere. Tweet their and me. And me. And me. Yeah, we get it. It's incredible. Don't forget about me. <laughs> and then the one you don't want to hear from, uh, 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 me. Don't forget about me, guys. I'm here too. Why is anybody not looking at me? All right. When you regret doing 23 and me. <laughs> There's an app called uh Usition. Have you heard of Usition? Oh, no, I haven't. It's the uh Are you consuming that? Um I've been I've been doing guitar exercises through the Whoa! the app Usition. I'm uh, proud of you. My daughter started using their sister app, which oh. I don't remember what it's called. But Girl, it's, Girlzition? <laughs> Girlzition. <laughs> their sister app? No, it's it's weird. They have... Musician is like guitar, bass, yeah. ukulele, yeah. and something else. And there's a different one for piano, which seems stupid. Uh, Everyone but, knows they're not musicians. But she's using piano, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this for a while. What it, have you learned? It is so frustrating because... I know my skills as a guitar player. I am not great. I am good, depending on the circumstance. I'm definitely above average. If you're at a worship service, I will do well to lead you to the Holy Land. Yeah. But um, it it has been very fun watching my daughter go through piano exercises that are simple mm. and experiencing pain, like the pain of like, Oh, my mind wants to do it, but my fingers aren't doing yeah, it. Yeah, that's important. And I give her that that wisdom gold we've been talking about about how like that feeling you're experiencing yeah. is you getting better. It's a challenge and it sucks, and you want to do it right the first time. But you are growing through this, dude. I I started musician, and I'm I'm not starting from the beginning. I like you can like pass yeah, tests sure. to like to like start at a more appropriate level. I something I already knew that I'm learning more of is that like I have my patterns that I'm good yeah. at and I have I have the patterns I like to fall into and so playing for fun is very different than like trying to learn and grow which I haven't done in a long time and doing doing patterns of things that I just haven't done before but yeah. that I technically have the ability to do flawlessly sure but it's not in the pattern wired in my brain and so i can't do it the first time oh my god i've been so pissed off and like it's what i've told my daughter is just slapped me right back in the face like oh are you just gonna like are you gonna learn like like you're telling your daughter to learn or are you just gonna like say the f word and walk away and uh so that's been challenging it's been fun and i 
it's it's something I need to do to get better. So that's good. I haven't I haven't focused on guitar at that level in a long time, and um, it hurts and I hate it, um, but it's good for me. That is good for you. I've in a similar vein. So uh, three weekends or so ago, we went camping. Kids, I think I mentioned this. Kids went out uh, with with my wife and went hiking and I stayed at the campsite and was day drinking and texting people. And so Dude, now, you still have the sock tan, by I the know, way. It's, well, it's cause I never there. go outside. I don't go outside cause I live in my house now cause this is where I work and this is where I live and this is where I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, uh, we just had a snapshot of the book of Ecclesiastes uh, yeah, right. and therefore we put the Bible in bros, Bibles and beer. <laughs> so uh, I, so, uh, the short version of this is I texted all my musician buddies, including Zach and said, let's basically do a redo of our 40th uh, birthday party where we had all of our favorite friends over and our musicians over. And we had the, the most epic cast band. I called in every musical favor that I'd ever had over the years. And the, the musicianship was top notch. And I could list the names of the people in the bands and you will know all the bands like at a literally at a at a worldwide level these people have played everywhere anyway and i'm not trying to brag i'm just trying to give a sense for the listener of like Too it's late. not just my cousin and his <laughs> like neighbor who's going to show up and hack their way through it people know what they're doing so uh so i have been trying to what i've been consuming is coordinating how are we going to be able to pull this thing off given all the weird covid restriction things going on and like should we do it at a brewery blah 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 blah. it's going to be at a house it's going to be at our house we're going to do it and separately i've started learning come on down jimmy pacini i've been learning yes bring your sister yeah bring (laughs) (laughs) for scott oh that's good (laughs) we do that we all did sacrificial lamb we all did uh so i have been learning i uh i learned this week or on uh sunday uh power of love all, nice. the, all the parts. You're, we're planning on doing that again. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pull that one out. What's and the, uh, uh, what's the date on the uh, shindig? It'll be on the. Okay. It'll be on the nineteenth. But uh, it's calling all the buddies and all the friends and all the sisters to come and play. And and really, what it it's born out of is we've we've all been locked up and we haven't heard enough music and we need to spend time together and we need to play music together and all sing along together and whether you're playing thing. or you're witnessing a live show live music is there's something special about that there is and uh I, it like strikes a chord pun intended yeah. with people that can't play it's still it's better than listening yeah. to music you go to a party and music is loud great yeah that can be fun but there's something different about people playing and listening together the reason I mentioned Power of Love based on your comment was I looked it up on YouTube and I was like, oh, here's a video on how to play that song and how to play the riffs. And I watch it and I'm like, this this video has hundreds of thousands of views. I'm like, it's not right. He's not playing it right. And I start playing it on my own. And I'm like, this is the right way to play it. I pull up the actual song. I'm like, this is how you play it. Anyway. Um, so I'll post a, maybe I'll post a link if I'm not feeling lazy in the show notes of like, don't go to this one. If you want to learn how to play power of love, cause this mother effers wrong. 
was it easier than was it as easy as you thought it was because it's not a super complex song uh but well, somehow this guy got it wrong the Is the verses the verses okay yeah yeah maybe if, if i'm not lazy also i'll sneak in the little parts that i'm talking about here in the post-production but i'm lazy so i'm not gonna do it <laughs> jeff what are you consuming quick zach has to leave yeah i consumed a little bit of the bible mostly proverbs this week what uh, yeah, sorry, guys. I totally, <laughs> I totally backslid. I totally backslid. <laughs> so we're, we're disappointed Wrong. you're consuming the Bible. <laughs> what? Wait, what? what? What the hell's going on, man? What do you mean? Uh, yeah, juxtaposed to the uh, show I've been watching while well, finished called Dare Me. I have no idea why this gravitational pull happened, but it, it's, it, I'm not even kidding. It's cheerleaders who are led by a total ridiculous, irresponsible adult female who is ultra competitive. Like, I'm going to, you were going to the championships. And at the same time, she's like cheating on her husband and she, uh, her her like her cheerleader sounds cool note. what was in proverbs i'm like what is going on <laughs> it's it's a horrible horrible uh show uh horrible in that it has no redeeming qualities and i'm like why am i watching this okay uh in proverbs uh i i was focused on proverbs 20 this week i like that and I uh, it starts it starts with wine is a mocker and beer a brawler and I'm like okay all right welcome to brawlers bros bibles and beer yeah whoever is led us <laughs> I was forced I was forced by our sponsors to read this uh, whoever is led astray by them is not wise but then there were a couple of these that there was one it's uh, Proverbs twenty twenty four that I'm like, okay, a person's steps are directed by the Lord. How then can anyone understand their own way? And I got in a good conversation this week with a friend about that, and it it just threw us. So it's like uh, your step, you don't know your own steps, and you are are your all your steps are directed by the Lord. Uh, I was at a loss on that one, so. Well, and thank you for qualifying the Bibles part of Bros, Bibles, and Beer tonight. Yeah, I just wanted to, you know, make sure that we were legit. You snuck it in there at the end. And thank you, listener, for sticking it out all the way until the end. Yeah, stick it all the way out. Stick it out. <laughs> stick it all the way out. If you want to get in but contact not with us. before you're married. <laughs> if you're a young teenage couple. Only do it within the covenant of marriage. Uh, you can get a hold of us on the socials at Bros, Bibles, Beer. You can email us bros bibles and beer at gmail.com and if you want to hit us with a voicemail hit us at anchor.fm uh, slash bbb pod and do it otherwise i'll start hurting myself and if you're sitting around listening to this and uh, especially if you're a guy and you're like gosh man what a great group of guys yeah be envious because it is great and you're sad and you wish you were here <laughs> So sometime in the oh future. God. <laughs> God. 
we haven't talked about we haven't talked about Trump in a long time, so you got to harness him. Like, <laughs> like this is this is the greatest group of guys that we're part of. You are not a part of it. You should be sad about okay, it. Okay, but Jaden, loser, Wait. but hole. <laughs> All right. Well, I love you guys, and I love the the listener. And grace, peace, cheers. No, I like you. Grace, peace, cheers. I guess I gotta say, grace, peace, cheers.
I'm, think Andy got ran out all, all out of f- after the last episode <laughs> with Josh Casey. 